0: You doing today? This is the Anointed Podcast hosted by George Kruler. How are you guys doing today? Feeling good? Blessed? Better? Could be better, right? I mean, I definitely want a better week. It has been uh, one of the most busiest months uh, of the year uh, because of a lot of things. Uh, but nonetheless, Uh, The Anointed Podcast is going strong, I believe, and uh, for the last few episodes, we have been clocking close to 30 minutes per episode. This is crazy, and we need to stop this madness. So, as of today, we have had 78 listens across all the 7 episodes and that brings an estimated audience size per episode to nine which is not so bad and uh, we have been across uh, multiple platforms and uh, here are some of the countries that we covered today Uh, people who have listened on our podcast are from singapore united states japan canada australia switzerland kuwait and germany uh, if you notice, there has been no change in the country list so far. We need to add more countries because I need to be pretty much in Nigeria, Uganda, Antarctica, Iceland, and so on. So that's my desire. And we are on multiple platforms, seven to be exact. It's on Anchor, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, Breaker cast and radio public majority of them I have no idea but people do come and listen to our episodes on those platforms I heard on I was flipping through my flipboard app and noticed there are more podcasting apps that are coming in which has some social elements to it so let's see whether we can explore those so this week exciting week. It has been called Earth Day on 22nd of April, 2019. If you're gonna listen sometime in 2030, you know that exactly which year we are recording this. So, on Earth Day, many corporations push more of their products at 50% discount. For example, Google pushed their Google Slate which is their iPad competitor at 50% discount on Earth Day, the day we need to be recycling and using less corporations are pushing their products even more. This is definitely a facepalm moment in the history of the world and it's so ironic how moronic companies can be I hope you did not buy them on the other on a personal front it was Easter holidays in Singapore and uh, I was busy with a theatre production titled The J Factor Uh, we had three shows and after three months of rehearsals uh, it went well there were really rave reviews and people loved the story people loved what I did on stage and uh, because of that, I feel hashtag blessed. If you wish to catch me and my comrades on uh, how we did, it's on YouTube and the link will be on the description for this episode. Or if you feel adventurous, you can listen to my URL being spelled out literally at tinyurl.com thej the Factor show that is t i n y u r l dot com backslash t h e j f a c t o r s h o w. The J Factor Show tinyurl.com. The J Factor Show. Okay, enough. And also something that happened again. Uh, recently, that will be the subject of my podcast, was I attended a talk by Wikipedia co-founder Jimmy Wales. Wow, six degrees of separation is totally gone at the moment and it was an interesting talk on technology and humanity. Now, he was one of the keynote speakers at Open Text Enterprise World that happened at Singapore. And I had a brief interaction with him after the talk and managed to get a selfie. Hashtag bragging rights. So if you ever want to edit a Wikipedia note, let me know and I will put you in touch with him. Okay, I was just kidding. So, he inspired me on the subject. And so, without wasting any time, let's get right to it. Post-truth era. That is the word that the New York Times, the Guardian, the Daily, every single publication on earth claims to be calling the era that we are living in. So post-truth has affected uh, politics. They call it the post-factual politics, post-reality politics. And it's a political culture, according to Wikipedia, uh, in which a debate is framed largely by the appeals of the emotion disconnected to the details of the policy and by the repeated assertions of talking points to which factual rebuttals are ignored. Uh, so... Post-truth differs from traditional contesting, falsifying of facts, relegating facts, and expert opinions to be secondary importance relative to the appeal of the emotion. And uh, I know there is one individual that comes to mind because he's the one that fits right uh, like like a jigsaw puzzle uh, when it comes to this description, and that is United States President Donald Trump. But here's the thing, uh, I don't know whether you realize it or not, Donald Trump is not the author of <laughs> post-truth politics. It was going to happen whether you liked it or not. As of 2018, political commentators has identified post-truth politics as an ascendant in many nations, not only United States, United Kingdom, Russia, India and Brazil among other things and the areas of other areas of debates have been driven by the combination of 24 hour news cycles, false balance in news reporting, and increasing ubiquity of social media. In 2016, post truth was chosen as the word of the year in, <laughs> in the Oscar dictionary. Uh, due to the prevalence in the context of that year's Brexit referendum, media coverage of the US presidential election. So there are a couple of key drivers that led to this and uh, and one of the major factors is definitely technology. But if technology is just as technology is just in every single aspect of our daily lives, uh, it's how technology was weaponized uh, in different industries that led to the uh, era of post-truth uh, politics, or the post-truth era. One of the major ones were major news outlets. And uh, those uh, were the ones like the CCTV news, uh, the, the RT, the Voice of America, CNN, Fox. And that, uh, that led to very biased news reporting. And once you mix that with advertising and algorithms, everything gets messed up. And as of 2016, trust in mainstream media in the U.S. hit historical lows, and that is when you started. You might have started noticing that Donald Trump started type calling every every news outlet out there #hashtag face new, fake news, and except for Fox News, uh, he called every publication out there: The New York Times, CNN. Uh, were all called fake news. And you may have also noticed one of my favorite news networks was CNN. And even CNN, uh, during the 2016 presidential campaign, became extreme. Uh, it went on the extreme left, and Fox News was always on the extreme right. And um, it led to definitely people picking a side. And uh, once you sensationalized television news, the emphasis... Uh, on grand statements and uh, you know further publicizing what the politicians say. It started shaping how media influenced public views. And um, it pretty much messed up my news reading habits as well. That's when I came across BBC. Have you ever listened to a BBC radio news? My God, that is... I don't know how they did it. That is some serious reporting right there. No bias, no emotions, just facts. The second contributing factor after the news outlets are the social media and the Internet. Social media adds an additional dimension to uh, to the spread of fake news or falsifying facts because it added an additional dimension or an echo chamber to your news or the way you receive news and with the rise of clickbait which was originated by BuzzFeed or popularized by BuzzFeed the rest of the news outlets who were reputable started following suit because you had to do a one-two punch approach when delivering a heavy news with a very very catchy headline and you had 140 characters so that even Twitter would catch it And uh, that messed a lot of people up by sharing false news without even reading the content because the headlines were just too catchy. On top of that, technology played a huge role because Facebook and YouTube algorithms enabled confirmation bias by enabling the tendency for you to search for, interpret, favor and recall information in a way that confirms one's pre-existing beliefs or hypothesis. Uh, and uh, this is one of the uh, issues here because many of the people who had biases in private, uh, you soon saw their behaviors on YouTube became one of the algorithms or the factors at which news got hashtag or quote-unquote personalized And people stopped seeing what the other side of the debate had to say it pretty much reinforced uh, their bad behavior or the right behavior and which leading again to the extremes the third main factor was polarized political culture today culture demands your side and if you are not on the left or right uh, you're pretty much out of the game and uh, if someone Uh, has no views or a mixed views or a very balanced view, they are either categorized as a left-leaning or a right-leaning and balance was never part of the equation. And data, on the other hand, became increasingly accessible to every Tom, Dick and Harry. You could pretty much search, uh, if you're a Trump supporter, you would search like, oh, Trump was right or Trump on immigration, and you would just read the news that confirmed your bias. And technology, again, due to its new filtering capabilities, uh, enabled that behavior. So, you had alternate facts, as Kellyanne Conway calls it, uh, to justify your beliefs. And your and many people's obsession obsession with data and statistics again filtered uh, the debates, the speeches, and it was filled with snippets of information, so-called facts. Uh, which misconstrued uh, a lot of uh, facts, falsified information, and uh, it did not even con- uh, contain the full picture. But in fact, they just show you a snippet or part of the picture, and uh, it would lead uh, to terrible behavior that followed suit. So, governments were pulled down, elections started getting uh, you know, unpredictable, and um, I believe this is all a big social experiment of sorts, uh, similar to global warming, which I'll get to in a moment's time. So, Jimmy Wales, the main subject that got me thinking about the post-truth world. Uh, One of the key takeaways that I had was, Jimmy Wales actually doesn't believe in the post-truth world. He feels that uh, it was the media that fueled it. And he said, trust in the media has anyway reached an all-time low, which meant the quality of information that the people received were not there. And uh, when it happened, the election of Donald Trump did not help matters. And his constant attack on the media became the crux and became problematic. It was definitely not caused by Donald Trump, according to Jimmy Wales. He said, the trigger was the erosion in trust in the media because the media started picking sides, started confirming their biases and they were pretty much coming to conclusions and telling you and I what to believe. Uh, And uh, one of the key portions that needed uh, attention was the way around how news outlets were getting their resources from or their money from and one of the key avenues that newspapers or news outlets got their money from were from advertising and the advertising model was a destructive model in terms of the quality of journalism because they incentivized all the wrong things catchy headlines, uh, click news and uh, New York Times found it hard to survive so they went on a subscription model and they managed to get 1.8 million subscribers in 12 months time and he feels, uh, this is Jimmy Wales, feels this is a powerful insight into which how he believes we can bring the news and the quality of journalism back on track uh, where people pay for quality news and the newspapers deliver on quality and reporting rather than adding their biases to the news. So this led him to uh, actually uh, pioneer or find or found uh, a new website called the Wiki Tribune uh, which is a news outlet written by journalists, by journalists and it's going to be factual and it's going to follow the model that Wikipedia is known for. Uh, if you go to the Wiki Tribune website or the app, it's a far cry in comparison to Wikipedia. It's just getting started, but it is an earnest approach to the truth. Uh, people do care the, about the facts, according to Jimmy Wales, and they might have been cynical and exhausted by the state of political discourse. Um, uh, but on the other hand, uh, he says there is hope and uh, that is one of the main reasons why uh, he believes that Wiki Tribune can add uh, to the uh, to the plethora of news outlets that has gone rogue and uh, build a quality website that can build um, uh, something that is sustainable, that is powered by the people. And because of New York Times, he believes that people would contribute to. Uh, Wiki Tribune as well, uh, monetarily as well, to uphold uh, quality news. Uh, So this is one of the things that blew my mind. Jimmy Wales uh, called Donald Trump a talented man as a TV character, but a manipulator of the media and the news agenda. He has pretty much taken that aspect into his own hands. He found the right groove at which he can get maximum attention using social media tools. And he played the entire world. And, uh, And he says, by exposing this perversion of the media, he kind of gives Donald Trump credit for that. Because he kind of exposed the fragile nature of the news media and humanity as a whole. And he says, but he feels that uh, the truth will eventually catch up when it comes to 2020 election. And one thing you'll realize throughout this talk is he's extremely optimistic and he sounds balanced. Uh, nonetheless, he said one thing I noticed was even though Jimmy Wales sound balanced his response to Trump was not good. Because he pretty much if I sum up the whole thing he disagrees with everything Trump does all the time and he gets very emotional uh, when he says it not like he's crying but he's angered by the state of affairs in the world Uh, on top of that with what Donald Trump fanning the fuel uh, fanning the fire uh, or the flames and uh, one of the key things that stood out was He said because he's emotionally invested and angered by what Donald Trump does, he chooses not to edit any Trump articles on Wikipedia because he believes if you approach a thing emotionally and not objectively, you would cause more hurt and harm in the process. So he avoids Donald Trump or Donald Trump related news all the way. Uh, So he doesn't edit it, he doesn't engage it, he doesn't even share it I believe. Uh, And one of the key things that stood out was he calls himself an objectivist and he's pretty much simplified the approach. I went and googled what's an objectivist and uh, there is a lot of philosophical definitions to it but what he is trying to come across or define himself as is a rational person who sees two sides of the con- coin and recognizes that an individual reading the news or the facts should come to their own conclusions so what is well, one of the analogies he gave was he simplified his approach with a topic that co- is still causing turmoil in the US and around the world and that is the topic of abortion uh, he said if he invited a Catholic priest and a Planned Parenthood personnel to come and be a part of a debate, he said he would let the Catholic priest list down all the things what the Catholic Church stands for or what their stance are in terms of abortion and he would invite the Planned Parenthood personnel and tell them to list down their beliefs and say, oh, Planned Parenthood believes in A, B, C, D, E, F, G, right? And he would just place those two things right there without coming to conclusion and he would let the reader or the viewer come to their own conclusion. He said it almost mirrors how wikipedia reader comes to information on their site and comes to their own conclusion and both views are presented and the reader comes to their own view and what they stand for because they are seeing two sides of the coin he said today news media lacks that today because everyone is having shouting matches and constant ranting on just one side of the equation that if you have very poor news reading habits, uh, you may end up only reading one side of the coin or listening to the pundits uh, on one side of the equation. And uh, objectivist is definitely a nice word indeed. So, conclusion. Fake news and lies are not new concept. They have been around for centuries and it just shows the fragile nature of Humanity, or uh, it could be uh, the state at which we, as a human race, are socially. Uh, but when we see so the social perspective and the nonchalance when an individual or a group encounters a lie, uh, that is definitely troubling because lie or the truth uh, is no longer a factor to judge uh, anything we do so people have changed the question is why Uh, are we as a species experimenting a correction course just like global warming because even nature nature's response is also on the extreme which is leading us to correct ourselves in the same manner what is happening to the truth which is one of the key moral values is also experiencing an extreme so are we on a correction course are we on a path to zero, zero set ourselves uh, to a greater uh, future. I don't know but there is definitely a resemblance or a parallel right there when it comes to global warming. The question is what is the truth in a self-obsessed egocentric world when everything is about me and I and a purpose-driven and some say it is how we look at the truth or the fact i see a six while you see a nine hence both are encountering the truth from a different perspective the question is can we still be civil about it while we disagree on the facts